because I've obviously become obsessed with um, stories of birth and hospital stories mm, mm. and because your your phone obviously picks up on everything you're doing yeah so when I was in the hospital on my you know the Instagram discover page yeah every single square was some form of birth or boob mm -hmm. breastfeeding story mm -hmm. at home with the new baby mm -hmm. and I I went through all of them yeah uh, and I saw so many hospital bands numbers so mm -hmm. you can see your hospital number mm -hmm. and just thinking if I was a fraudster mm. I'd be able to steal these hospital numbers and I'm sure I don't know what you would do with a hospital number but there must be some kind of fraud you could do with mm. that mm. And I like the idea of you kind of like being in the hospital going a little bit crazy planning this sort of grand bank robbery that you're going to be doing on all these sort of new mothers <laughs> but if you if you dedicate yourself <laughs> Sorry, yeah, she minds. <laughs> fucking idiot. Jesus Christ. I miss that orange chair. Oh, I'm sorry. It's fine. That no, was that's a... nah, cool. That was all just that was. Yeah. That was oh, but I thought that. that was quite funny. That's fine. I, I, I do think that if you dedicate yourself to something, to one thing, every single day, if that's your entire focus in life you you get there eventually so if i did say right from today onwards i am going to become a hacker a computer hacker and a fraudster i'm going to steal people's identities i would get there in a couple of months time mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you sound like a very sort of uh weird motivational speaker yeah I, but i i also would love to be a motivational speaker and if i dedicated myself to that every day i could become one <laughs> i'm very good at pep talks yeah, yeah 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 you are very good at pep talks for sure for sure. Although I actually could monetize that. I'm not good at pep talks for you because I tried to pep talk you yesterday mm. into keeping our video up. Oh, yeah. Um, so maybe you want to explain to our, yeah. our fellow uh, listeners and hopefully viewers, unless Jessie decides to change <laughs> her mind again. Why it depends we, how tired I look. Why didn't we upload the video yesterday? Because okay, we, we already did the first episode. Well, basically, uh, I I was watching the YouTube premiere yesterday morning with, with the two other people. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was Dedicated actually quite, it was quite a lot actually yesterday. Mm. It was up to a hundred. Mm. Oh, people watching it at 9 a.m. Yeah, that was mm. nice. Yeah. It was quite nice. I was watching it and I saw myself and I immediately almost vomited. <laughs> I was horrified because I thought, oh, I want to look nice. This is the first one back since having a baby. So I put on some mascara and mm. makeup. Mm. I do not suit makeup. Yeah, you did a kind of um, interesting combo of a gold eyeshadow and a grey eyeliner that together looked green. It looked like a muddy green. Well, so I don't have your eyelashes. I have really stumpy little eyelashes. Mm. So there's just no point in mascara. Mm. And my top bun was going mental and what had one strand going down the front, yeah, so it yeah, looked like yeah, a toupee. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you did have a, a very stray strand. And it kept shaking. Mm -hmm. And then, because I was breastfeeding, think, oh, it'd be nice for people to see, you know, an earth mother breastfeeding. Yeah. We're radical feminists. Yeah. yeah. We're, we're not going to mention it. But don't see my nipple. Yeah. Um, I, I looked, and we were sitting on Donnie Amargo's little table. That was a bad idea. So the angle was very low, so we both looked quite big. Mm. Both... Both of us. And well, you we were just wearing your, you were pulling up your little red socks. I know, I know. And every so often they fell down and you pulled them back up. Mm -hmm. So I just thought, just for both of us, let's just not have this in the public domain. Mm -hmm. People mm -hmm. can watch it for the premiere and then delete. Totally. And you obviously, I thought you would be fine with it because I, I thought you would agree that I looked awful and you wouldn't want me to have that out there. Also, I have not slept. Let's just put that out there. I have not slept in days. Sure. Uh, so I just thought I don't and also given our experience what, which we did talk about in the podcast po po podcast last week of how Apple have used the most the, wo the worst photos of us known to man the internet is cruel yeah exactly. and they could have screenshotted me as I'm getting my boob out and as my toupee is falling down that's true that is and true. that will be out there forever mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I am a serious actress slash 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 person exactly I think no matter how kind of um level-headed and sort of adult we try to be about well you know we can't really control our image and we've sort of sacrificed some level of control because we're out here doing a podcast at the same time any anything that we can retain for ourselves we probably should right Definitely. because that's vanity and that's fine to have a little bit of it I don't mind admitting that I am incredibly vain mm -hmm. and I give off the impression that I'm very you know I don't think I give off the impression of being that vain do you think I do I don't think it's vanity that you give off the impression of having. You definitely give off... No, the lack of vanity. I think I give off the impression of being very, 
are very not vain. No, I was just going to say, I think it's actually a different spectrum. I don't think that I think of you and think of either vain or not vain. I see you and I think of uh, maintenance. I, I think you come across as quite high maintenance. What? Because Jesse, you have like flawless skin. You have hair that goes down to your ankles. Not many people can attain those things. No, but that implies that I don't have time to do anything. No, it, it doesn't. You think it does. You think that you come across as this like ramshackle, like, oh, I'm just a spirit running through the forest. I am a spirit running through the forest. I am a free spirit running through the forest. But I think actually, it, it, be, women want to, to have great skin and want to have great hair and all this kind of stuff. But it's, it, it can be really difficult to maintain those things. Mm. You're somebody that clearly has been able to achieve those things, which is really fucking impressive, but it doesn't take no skill or no maintenance whatsoever. Yeah, but I'm so not what, sitting here exfoliating 24 no, hours a no, day. No, no, and you're not, you're not. No. You look like you're somebody that has naturally, genetically been blessed. I exfoliate once time, a day, like everybody should. <laughs> I think that, yeah. Sometimes twice. Yeah, but I think that, um, yeah, no, you definitely, um, you give off the impression of somebody that, like, looks after themselves. Okay, I thought I didn't. I thought I came across, like, she's just so... Um, Relaxed. No, I'm afraid you're gonna have to give that up. That is, that's. So you think people can tell that I'm not a relaxed person? I think that you are possibly the least relaxed person, seemingly ever. I am realizing that, and and I'm realizing that more and more, given that I am now aware that I'm with somebody who is the most relaxed Mm -hmm, person mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to a fault in the world. Yeah, he's so fucking relaxed, Mm -hmm. but he's he's not. Um, I would say like on thinking about his own vanity and like no he's a very strange sort of vein too because he he does care but he has this thing of so lately when we got back from the hospital and stuff and there was no way we could cook with the other kids and stuff so we just basically had takeaway every night for a week um and (laughs) it made you feel quite gross Mm -hmm. and he uh he has this thing of starting a new regime on monday Mm -hmm. every sunday he's like no, every Monday he's like, oh, no, I'll start next Monday. I'll start my ne- new regime, my new life regime on Monday. He's done this every week throughout our relationship. And I find it quite annoying given that I'm usually quite balanced and, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. boring. I know, but we were talking about this earlier. I think that it's probably more common than you would think that people have a new regime that they start on Monday. Yeah, true. I mean, everybody like kind of bakes a cake to celebrate the fact that they're going to go on a diet on the mm. Monday type of thing. But he doesn't, he looks really, again, he looks quite disheveled mm. and he doesn't care about how he looks. But then a package comes through the door and it's a, a box of collagen eye masks. <laughs> and he only, he was at um, his friend Ian Sterling's house, whose um, girlfriend is Laura Whitmore. Mm-hmm. You know, very glamorous. Very, very glamorous. Very glamorous. And he was over at their house watching Liverpool Football Club. Um, and Laura was sitting on the sofa apparently with these eye masks and she gave some. She was like, oh, do you want to try them to Alfie? <laughs> the next day, Alfie bought, bulk bought these collagen <laughs> eye masks. And they're amazing. Yeah, they're yeah, yeah, so yeah. good. That is true. So I have got into them lately given that I look so tired, which is why I deleted the YouTube clip. And I'm sorry if anybody was actually looking forward to watching that. I'm sure that they weren't, but... Mm-hmm. Um, you can always listen. It's episode seven. It's on you Apple can and, and Spotify now. But basically I am a vain person. Mm-hmm. And, and that's okay. That's okay. There's power in admitting it, you know? Yeah. It's probably way lamer to be vain and try and give off the impression that you're not at all, you know? Because which is what I usually do. Mm-hmm. 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 You know, that's where we're at. Um, but the half, the irony is that half an hour after I had bitched at you and delete it, delete it, delete it now, I look awful. Yeah. Um, I would do that if you looked awful. That's true. You would. I You're would. very generous in I that I am. Way. And I always check before I Instagram you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because sometimes I do look amazing in a photo and you look Horrendous. so bad. No, no, no. I have the capability to look terrible. You do. So do I though, to be fair. So um, half an hour after I bitched at you, I went for a walk with Alfie and I was saying to him, I did the typical female thing of... Because I, it's not that I feel like I'm, I, I obviously I'm, I'm, I don't, I was very dangerous territory, but I basically want to look my best mm-hmm. and I don't feel like I do at the moment. And that's partly because I've had no time to look after myself. I usually have, you know, eight showers a day. And <laughs> I just don't have time to look after myself the way I used to, which is normal. The baby's five weeks old. That's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. But I was talking to him um, and saying, I just would really, I really want to be one of these people that's just had a baby and doesn't look their best, but is fine with it. Mm-hmm. But I'm finding that really difficult to accept. And I realized it all comes down to weight with me. And that's why I felt in that, in the YouTube video, I felt like I looked quite frumpy. And I, I don't know why I've got this kind of fear 
of looking frumpy. Mm-hmm. I think it's because I've always just thought thinner is better. Mm-hmm. And I've always, well, I've always been told thinner is better. I don't believe thinner is better. But because I've got this kind of borderline disorder with, mm-hmm. but I've got kind of a body dysmorphia, mm-hmm. I think. Well, Alfie thinks I do. Um, yeah, that's I his nickname I, for me. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that, I, I definitely think that you do, for sure. I definitely have a body dysmorphia. Because to me, you looked beautiful. To me, you always look very radiant and beautiful and healthy. That's and very sweet. often you'll, you'll be saying something that completely is out of line or not aligned with how I view you. So I know that everybody probably has a, a degree of it, but I think you really do. Well, so I, I would... I would like to not be one of these... I don't want to always struggle. Mm -hmm. I don't want to always worry about weight. I wish I didn't count calories. I wish I didn't care about exercise as much as I do. And Mm -hmm. I have had no time to exercise. And I think actually, the more I exercise, the better I feel about myself because Mm -hmm. I don't... And I usually, I'm not my thinnest when Mm -hmm. I'm exercising. Mm -hmm. And now, you know, you always tell me that exercise actually doesn't make a difference to your weight, really. Mm -hmm. But um, so I, I was going on this walk with Alfie and I was saying, I just want to be happy with myself and, and not worry about getting a bit bigger because that's natural. I'm 33, I've got three kids. Yeah, It's fine if I'm half a stone heavier than I was when I was 20. Exactly, exactly. That's fine, actually, probably a couple of stone heavier. But, um, but I just, I find that really difficult to let myself feel. I think that maybe if we were gonna get all Freud about it, the idea that you were anxious about looking frumpy in a video with your new baby the first time that people are going to see that and everything like that it's scary to accept the fact that you are having to let go of this young woman version of yourself you're obviously still a young woman but the fact is with three kids now you have a responsibility to be this mother and so maybe your desire to not look frumpy is kind of you maybe not running away from, but being scared of that idea of losing that part of yourself completely that's young and that's independent. And exactly. I think that you're on your way there and you're the most amazing mother and everything like that um, and you're not frumpy in the slightest, but I can understand why you wouldn't want to lose that last grip that you have of independence, youthfulness, beauty, especially since as like women we're told and like well, brought as, up to I believe... Well, I think as actresses we're told. To, to believe that that is the most important thing. Um, for you know, to look youthful and sexy and whatever. <laughs> it is so fucking annoying that like we always start it, then I get in a bad mood. We have to stop, and then we start again. And I seem like an insane person. Yeah, that was so obvious watching it. And when we did the big jump cut, and we just had to stop because BB started crying. And then I come back, and my face is like, "Hi, everything's fine." Um, it would be quite funny actually if if. If each time we start a podcast, we are recovering <laughs> yeah, from, from something an, incredibly dramatic. An epic fight, yeah. Um, I mean, what we're recovering from today, which we did just speak about, but we had to stop because me and Jessie got a little, a little spiff again. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got upset when I, I was upset. being, yeah, when yeah, yeah. I was being brutal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's um, usually the way it That's goes. usually the way that is. Um, but what we mentioned before, that's our issue to solve this week, um, is that Jessie uh, wanted us to delete episode seven the footage that we had yeah i think i was just being selfish because i thought i actually looked quite nice i don't think you did look that nice i had nice cute little red socks on no they're they're socks that were given to me after i did something Mm -hmm. they they were meant that was for a character i was playing that was really frumpy Mm. and you were wearing those socks Mm. you i find just so tragic about you but also so endearing about you as a person is that being the youngest of five you you just everything you own it's hand-me-down. It's some form of hand-me-down or... This is yours. These socks are Jamie's. The jeans um, the only thing that you bought. I bought these when I was 17. Even that chain is somebody else's. Mm, mm, this is grandma's. Yeah, but also I we're recently clearing out our family storage unit. Yeah. Which you will see in the coming weeks on the podcast. We're because we're going to use this studio. Don't, don't touch my flat. Sorry. Um... We're going to use this studio as a storage home whilst we decan our storage unit. So you, in the coming weeks, you might see huge amounts of boxes in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You might see a little, a little corner of a dress poking out, and then the next episode, I'll be wearing it. Or you might see a six-foot cardboard cutout of a beaver. Mm. Or, or our little mini cutout of Ray Winstone. Or Dolly Ray Parton. Winston, yeah, which I, we use in the Fat Whites videos, if mm. you ever saw them. Mm. I might just have to have a pause. Yeah. So my mum recently bought a load of bags back to, for us to go through to see if we wanted any of my disgusting old clothes to keep, which I haven't thought about in a decade. And I said no to all of them. I said, no, just get rid of them, just get rid of them. Next time I see Bibi, 
she's got four of them in her room, mm. all four clothes, mm. with like a disgusting dressing gown, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff like this, you just keep. I have a lot of self-confidence when it comes to um, upcycling uh, <laughs> out- outfits. And I keep them in there. I try them out a few different ways and normally six months down the line, they have to go. But you always choose the most comfy, mm. like usually a fleece material kind of homeware. Yeah, 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 yeah. What would you say is my quintessential outfit? If I was like a, a, a cartoon character like in The Simpsons where they wear one outfit, what would my outfit be? Um, it would definitely be, <laughs> it would definitely be male tracksuit bottoms that have been handed down by an old man mm. <laughs> um, and a, a jumper yeah. not as nice as that. Yeah, yeah, this is a good. That makes you look <laughs> quite... <laughs> quite built, like a rugby player. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And ri- like fleece material socks mm. and yeah, some yeah. kind of dressing gown. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or like a hospital dressing a gown. A hospital. But you I, did. Bibi got drunk when she was about 17 and she had to be hospitalised. It's not her finest moment. She doesn't respond to any kind of substance very well. I mean, alcohol. She hasn't done any substances. Not that I know of anyway. But she said, oh, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so she, was, she had to wear a hospital gown. And she wore it for ages. I wore it about six months. That was like my uh, A-level revision uh, outfit. And I've got a video Incredibly of you. Incredibly comfortable, but you've got to wear pants because that's an open back. <laughs> That's a fully open back. They made me wear one for giving birth and I really didn't want to this yeah. time. Yeah, I forgot about the open back. Sure, 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 sure. But I've got a video of you doing, it was at the time when Anna, Anna Kendrick had done mm, that, mm, that version cup of song. Cups. Cup song. And I've got your video of you doing Cups. I in... can still do that. I'm not going to do it actually because I forgot the microphone. <laughs> and <laughs> you look like you're in a mental hospital and I've come to visit you yeah, for the yeah, day. Yeah. I look very girl interrupted in that period of time in my life. I also went for a lot of heavy eyeliner but I didn't quite eyeliner? know a bit of a bit of a fail on eye flick, but um, I I didn't know how to do it then. I still don't quite know how to do it now, but I just had a very grungy Britney two thousand and seven kind of look. Somebody hasn't taken off their makeup in two weeks. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, so yeah, so that's my cartoon car- character. Yeah, it's very... either that or like a fifties dress or something. I have I have a huge kind of like spectrum of extremes. When yeah, it comes you do to my go fashion. from Homer Simpson on one hand to January Jones and Mad Men. Yeah, yeah, insane. Yeah, insane. Okay, so what would your cartoon character outfit be? It would be just in, entirely. What would it be? Can it would be me? leggings with a hole in. Yeah, but a tastefully placed hole. Mm. Your holes always look. That's a horrible way to start a sentence. <laughs> The holes in your leggings always look very like All Saints. Mm. Like maybe you've paid £700 for those leggings, you don't know. Um, and you would be wearing a t-shirt with an animal on it. And on top of that, a jumper with another animal on it, but mm. a different type of animal. Yeah, You'd be wearing good. a headband, you'd be wearing double plaits, and you'd be having some like cool socks with like a little ribbon around them. Very cool. And trainers. They're probably meant for a six-year-old. Yeah, and, yeah. Your, and your glasses. Yeah. There we go, we've got it. Alfie's um, starting to put in motion a ban on my double plaits. No. Yeah. Why? I know. It's really, really awful, actually, because I they are part of my identity, wearing these disgustingly long pigtails. You know, even I went through a phase of my quadruple plait look. Mm, mm, that was a good look for a while. I was going out with an older man at the time. <laughs> It was quite fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was Lolita Express for sure. I just, it really was. And he really liked the quadruple plat look. God, yeah. So now I think that was quite a weird time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were infantilizing yourself fully, but it also promoted wonderful hair growth. So thank you. But the problem is people think it's infantilizing myself and it's a very weird look, but it's just main, it's just practical. Yeah. Because it's a way, my hair is very heavy. Mm-hmm. Two plaits sometimes, it's just a bit, it, it's, I just thought, if I split the hair up into four sections, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. plait it, exactly. I'll have no knots by the end of the exactly. day. Exactly, and it's only four plaits, you know, she's flirting with the idea of cultural <laughs> appropriation, but it's still, it's still not quite there, you know, she's not exactly got like, you know, braided dreadlocks. No, which I did have for a few, uh, uh, you know, do you remember when I went to Thailand? <laughs> I came back with like cornrows. <laughs> that was fucking awful. 
like Monica from Friends. And you kept on wearing muscle tees, you know, like like shirts with the, the sleeves cut off. What yes. the fuck was going on with you? It's because I was at my thinnest. And yeah. I just wanted to just look yeah, at yeah, my yeah. most bizarre. Exactly, very androgynous. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really would love to look andro- androgynous one day. I really would. If I didn't have odd ears. Yeah. I think I would suit a shaved head. You wouldn't. Okay. Um, but <laughs> to just know that. But also, you would look good with like quite a, a short bob. You would. Don't try and fuck me up. Yeah, yeah, Don't yeah, try yeah, and fuck yeah, me up. I would like to get a short bob one day. Uh-huh. But then I know that my hair will never grow back. Exactly. So you might as well keep it while you, while you got yeah. it. While you got it. Um, so, um, well, at least you're in a better <laughs> mood now. <laughs> I do feel in a better mood. Yeah, it's me nice. Too. Yeah. It's because well, I held the baby. It's like I felt quite dark and a bit confused and then I held the baby and suddenly I just filled with this like radiant light. He it is, is genuinely so funny. the most addictive thing in the world. Watching you and and our mum with the baby or any anyone really but mainly you when you hold the baby you become so funny. Watching you the other day BB basically looked after him for most of the day. The sounds BB was making. I was just like, "Ooh, ah. Do you like that? Do you like that?" <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to... It's like I treat him like I treated our cat that we had when I was a child that had to be sent away because I squeezed him too hard. But mm. I don't squeeze this too hard. <laughs> Poor Bobo. Poor Bobo. He did try to kill himself. Yeah, he did. He wanted to get away from mm. you. Mm. He used up like seven of his nine lives jumping out the top floor window. I remember that morning vividly. Mm. Oh, actually, we can't talk about that because we weren't meant to have ever admitted that he became so brain damaged. I think that I think I enough think, time. I think we have like a statute of limitations. I don't think now. our relatives mm, will listen mm, to this. Mm, yeah, we know that they don't actually. No, no one listens to this no. who, who's related to us. No, no. I don't think even any of my friends particularly listen to it. No, I think that's because maybe I don't have that many friends. <laughs> but I don't know if I would listen to us if I, I, think I didn't I would know find us. Cringe, yeah. No, but if I didn't know us and I was listening to our podcast, if I saw that they were doing a podcast and their sisters. Mm-hmm. And if I didn't really know anything about them, I'd be like, why the fuck am I going to listen to their podcast? Why the fuck am I going to do that? Do you find that um, you enjoy the, 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 the relationship that we have together, like the working relationship that we have, like the fact that we incorporate each other a lot into our stuff? Or do you find that it's kind of more stress, stress than it's worth when no. it comes to personal like, stuff that gets in the way? I always prefer... I, I, I live my life, and this is what Alfie always says to me, I... I do everything with the most amount of stress and difficulty as possible. I don't make anything easy for myself in life or work. Mm. I always do things. Whenever I do anything creatively or so a show or writing, it's always just a a horrible period of time Mm -hmm. for everybody who knows me Mm -hmm. because I, I don't handle stress well. I always bitch about what I'm doing. Yeah. But I, that's how I do things. And I love doing all of this. Like every show I've done, that's, do you remember? So even, and because I've only ever done things creatively from the beginning with you, mm-hmm. I think that's probably why it's become full circle again. And now we're working together so much because that's the only thing I know. Yeah, yeah. So I just can't imagine doing it another way really without you. But Alfie kind of has joked about, so now that I finished the book and kind of I, I, I hinted that I might like to do another one. Mm-hmm. And he almost had a nervous breakdown because he said, I cannot go through that again. Because I was, I wasn't horrible, but I definitely, it was, it was all encompassing for so many weeks and months that he, I just don't think I really, I, I, I wasn't able to dote on him. Not that I ever dote on him, mm-hmm. but I, I not only didn't dote on him, but I was also quite abusive to him. Not abusive in a, like a, a verbal or physical way, but just in a, I'm doing this go away <laughs> where he would like poke his head around the door and I'd be like I, I just go just go away <laughs> I don't know I, I think that um that's like sort of the compromise that you have to make in a relationship though like you were fulfilling something that is incredibly difficult and also a passion and a dream of yours and he was helping you in the ways that he could but like it, yes but I don't think I don't I don't know, you seem to have more passions and dreams that have been kind of long-term passions and dreams. I don't have any long... I've never decided that I wanted to write a book. I never decided I wanted to yeah. be an actress. You fall into these things quite naturally. You're I like fell into everything I've ever done. Person. Yeah. Except with the happy or lucky part. Yeah, I'm not happy or lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 you'll just go. Yeah. But that that's... I don't know if that's good or bad, but I just... I don't think that I've ever wanted to... I've never had a... I've never... 
And that's what we were talking about before we deleted the last one because we had a little fight. Mm. Um, just the mini one. Just, just a little fresh. one. Just, just, to, just to get us going in the day. Mm-hmm. Have a fight. Start exactly. the day. It's like a vocal warm-up at this point. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's cleansing. Yeah. You sort of trip into stuff, but you tend to have a very good, proactive attitude when you're there. Whereas someone like me or Alfie, which we spoke about on our episode with him, will think about something and really ruminate about it for ages and ages before. But then when it actually comes to, like, you know, D-Day, you've got to do it. But it's way, way more difficult for us. You know, you're very type A and you're very capable in that regard, which is super cool. So even if you don't plan stuff out way, way, way in advance, at least you get it done. That's what you want to be. No, I'm not capable at all. I just give off the impression of being capable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, that's impressive too. Mm. So that's good. I did have a really good link. I did have such a good thought. And I thought, oh, that's going to link to so many things. Mm, mm. And now it's just like a bird flying away. Yeah, it's going to tie up everything. And you can see it in the distance, but you're not going to get it back. No, there is a person washing his windows over there quite thoroughly Mm. and for a long period of time. Mm. You don't need to wash the window that hard. What's no. he done to the window? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Anyway, so uh, we Alfie has been doing late night twitching. Mm-hmm. Do you know what Twitch is? Twitch is, from my understanding, a gaming streaming service, right? So you play games and then you talk about it and people can like watch and donate money. Well, that's a common misconception, BB, because actually... <laughs> Twitching is a new way of broadcasting, and especially right now where most performers can't gig, a lot of performers are migrating to Twitch over things like Instagram Live and stuff. So you have to have quite technical, you have to be quite good technically. Mm -hmm. I'll just turn that on airplane mode. Um, Daddy, we don't need to talk in the family WhatsApp group right now. (laughs) Um, So you you have to have quite a good computer mm-hmm. and you have to be quite technologically savvy, which mm-hmm. obviously I'm not. But so basically, Alf, I go to bed now at nine mm-hmm. with the kids, uh, which is quite difficult because I, it's quite difficult getting three kids to sleep at one point. So I just basically now just go to sleep with them. Mm-hmm. No books, lights <laughs> off. Um, and my lazy way of doing books right now is getting them to tell me the story. Mm-hmm. Even though Donnie can kind of read, mm-hmm. Margot can't. I just say, just tell me what's happening in the story. Because when I'm breastfeeding, I can't turn the page. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and that's kind of, that was written off. So now I just let them do their shows. So they get up and they do, they act out what they think the book would be. That's so lovely. That's it goes on, so lovely. It goes on for way too long. Anyway, um, so Alfie goes upstairs and does a twitching. Mm-hmm. And one of the topics on his Twitch uh, stream yesterday was monog- polyamory. Mm. And I just thought it would be quite interesting to talk about because I don't know if you remember, I used to kind of be quite like, um, I used to pretend that I would be really into polyamory because I thought that was cool. Oh yeah, who hasn't? Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone flirts with the idea that they could potentially be okay with it, but also at the same time, it probably is horrifying to most people. I think the people that can actually pull it off, good for you. Yeah. But, um, but who, I really wish there was more kind of, if I knew more case studies of couples that had done it. Have you seen the Louis Theroux on Polyamory? Yeah, loved it. Jesus loved fucking it. Christ. But what I found so fascinating about that is it's there's one person that's clearly cool with it. The woman that has a husband and also has a boyfriend. But the husband <laughs> who says that he's cool with it, it's so clear that this is literally breaking his heart every day. Mm. So I don't think that, I, even if polyamory works for you, it's not going to work for everybody that you're with. So it's about if you want to be selfish and follow your own desires and explore this part of yourself, which I think you're allowed to do, or if you're going to think about other people, you know? So there's so many different things to consider. Would you want to be... I don't know, selfish in that way? No, I just think it would be quite a nice, because I'm always, I, I always jump to break up the second we have even a minor fight. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's always, right, we're breaking up now. Where, where are you going to live? Where am I going to live? What's going to happen? Mm-hmm. I, and, and that's why I think it'd be quite nice to get married because then there would be some kind of a barrier before I go to the breakup thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but he's been married before, he doesn't want to get married and he doesn't want to get married just so that we can't break up. Yeah, you know? yeah I think yeah. It, yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I think because I just have this very low, uh, I don't believe that relationships last really. Um, I don't, I, I'm scared of letting myself believe that they could last because mm-hmm. then I don't know, I just have very, a warped attitude to long-term relationships. And I think that's my insecurity. Mm-hmm. And because of, you know, I don't really know any long-term relationships that are, are amazing. Yeah. Do you? 
I guess I'm only thinking of examples of people that are kind of my age or a little bit older that have been with their boyfriend or girlfriend for like three or four years. Under 30 doesn't count. Exactly. Because in my mind, three or four years is a long-term relationship. But unless you are married and have kids, it doesn't really fucking count, Mm -hmm. does it? Nope. Yeah. Okay, no, I don't know any then. So like 40 plus, maybe with kids, definitely married. Do you know any? uh, Yeah, I know one couple that I can think of. Um, Horatio's mum's sister has a really nice relationship. And they, they're super in love and, okay, you know, cool. whatever. Well, that's the only one I know. That's genuinely the only one I know, too. I don't know any. Wow. I, I know long-term relationships, they're quite miserable. Mm-hmm. And that's what I don't want to be. I mm-hmm. don't want to be um, in the kind of stereotypical long-term, oh, there's my ball and chain husband gotcha. who's in the shed again, mm. doing his twitch. Mm. I don't want to do that. No. So I think it's my fear. So that's when, whenever I've heard stories of polyamory, I kind of get quite excited because I think, oh, that's how, that's how we can stay together and that's how he won't leave me. Or that's how I won't leave him. That's how we won't get bored of each other because there's like, like a person magic coming in. Trick. Yeah. yeah. And there's also quite something quite nice about bitching about somebody together. Mm-hmm. Don't mm-hmm. you find that if, you're, if there's a common enemy, it's usually quite a bonding thing for you in a relationship. Yeah. So if you had somebody who was in your... It's apparently called a unicorn if mm-hmm. you invite somebody into the relationship. If you were, if you both had a unicorn that you invited in, but you didn't like the unicorn... It would be great to bitch about the yeah, unicorn. Yeah, it'd be quite fun. Like, what was she doing wearing that, wearing that top? Exactly. I guess in the way that you can kind of have fun chats with your gal pals about boys, and that's kind of bonding, you would get that with your partner. So mm. I can imagine that would be very exciting. But I just think, practically speaking, I do not see how jealousy and possessiveness could could not get in the way and completely fuck it up. Might be fun for like a week or a month and then inevitably feelings would get involved and I just, I, I couldn't deal with that. But in the same way of kind of a, a couple usually embark on things together. So lifestyle changes like, mm-hmm. right, we're not going to eat meat apart from on Thursdays yeah. or we're going to exercise every other day. Yeah. Imagine if there was like a unicorn new rule. So like, oh God, we've got to fuck our unicorn on Friday. <laughs> Oh, but I don't want to. Can we just not fuck her on Thursday? <laughs> or something exactly. like that. It would start to become a chore like everything else does. Yeah, but it also could be quite bonding. So then you realise it's actually not, maybe no. it's not that appealing no. to want to have kind of exciting, yeah. new, amazing, beautiful, sexy things happening all the time. Maybe there is something quite nice about being in a, in a boring long-term relationship sometimes. Well, I think that um, what a unicorn maybe represents to a long-term couple who maybe, in this example, are slightly bored is the idea of something that's like not domestic. It's sexy and it's new and it's exciting and it's a bit dangerous. But the second that person becomes like a regular fixture, i.e. polyamory and they become the third person in your couple, it's just another person that you're going to have fights with about yeah. like the washing up. So I don't see exactly. how that's particularly exciting. You might as well just have a fucking affair. Yeah, it's or have like person, a one-off threesome. Another person that in three weeks' time you're going to see the real version of and they're going to be quite annoying mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and make you do things that you don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody eventually gets boring yeah and also I find it difficult enough to like focus on one person so imagine having to focus on two that would be insane yeah but it would be quite nice having um what's the word when you want to uh give tasks to different things mm-hmm, what's mm-hmm. that word when you want to um be diplomatic Dif- no you want to, not diplomatic um when you want to give her when you Di- want to dis dissociate <laughs> fuck I know the word that you're thinking. It's, um, um when you want to... Uh, Denigrate, no. No, 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 no. That's really close, though. That's really close. Yes. It's when you Dis- want to... Um, Disapportion. No, 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 no. You need <laughs> to stop talking. It's when you want to... De- Desigate. No. <laughs> it's when you want to... Diverge. Disassociate. No. No, that's not it at all. It's a D, though, isn't it? It is a D. It is a D. It's when you want to... Hand over. Can you think of it? D- hand over. Dish. When you want to, it's like. <laughs> it's when you're you're portioning out tasks for two different people or three different people. You when you're like. Um, um, differentiate. Delegate. 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 Fucking hell. Delegate. Yeah, it'd be quite nice to delegate. <laughs> I knew it was a D though. I knew it was a D. He's gonna fucking. He's gonna use that to lord over me later, aren't you? Um, it would be quite nice to delegate in a relationship. <laughs> so, right, you, 
you you do you know you do the kissing on Monday. Yeah. You do the washing up on Wednesday. You do the fucking on Friday, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we switch it all up I again. I think you have a very strange view on like how <laughs> this would actually work. <laughs> you do the good texting. She needs the good texting. Don't forget about the texting. Leave five emoticons. You do the bins. You do the mm. reading to the kids, mm. and then we'll do the sixty nine. Okay, on Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, I think part of. I don't know, like, obviously it would be really cool in, like, an imagined world where you could have more than one person so all of your ideal qualities in a partner, it would be easy to fulfil them. Somebody that is good at texting, somebody that is really good at sex, somebody that is really affectionate, somebody that is really organised. But I think that what's great about being with one person is that they are imperfect and you accept them for it anyway. Like, if you're just trying to fill in the holes, like it's some sort of, you know, board game, well, okay, he doesn't give me this, but maybe that other person can give me that... Um, it's it's not really accepting who a person is. Like, surely what love is about is the fact that it's one other person that you're seeing and connecting with and you're accepting them fully for who they are. Yeah, that's bullshit. I mean, <laughs> you know, I completely understand that. But I, lately, because I've not been able to uh, dedicate any time to Alfie, really, and me and him as individuals in a relationship that we've decided to be in together kind of not ignoring the fact that we have three children together and we've decided to have three children together, albeit one wasn't actually decided. It was mm-hmm. kind of a lucky. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> uh, it's uh, every night when I've gone to bed, as he's gone upstairs to do his late night twitching and I've gone to bed pretending to fall asleep and then watching episodes of The Crown alone while breastfeeding, mm-hmm. I've thought, oh, I haven't really let him know that I like him today mm-hmm. or I haven't really let him know that I I would like to have sex again one day or, you know, things like that. And it's kind of... It's weird because a child almost separates you from the person whilst it's meant to join you up and and, and bond you. Mm-hmm. No one really talks about that. The first six weeks after having a baby are so hard. Mm-hmm. They're really difficult. I don't know anyone who hasn't said that. I just, I, I'm, that's probably why I'm fantasizing about polyamory. Mm. I mean, the only one real life experience that I've heard of is a friend of mine who was in a long-term relationship and to kind of spice things up, invited a unicorn in. But the second that this girl got there, <laughs> she was like, what the fuck are you doing? You don't get to touch him. Because <laughs> she knew that like her boyfriend probably fancied her a little bit. So she like said, no, the only thing you can do is touch me. Yeah. And so then it just became like a bit of a wasted opportunity and she kicked her out, you know? Mm. So it doesn't sound like it would actually be that glamorous. I think I'd be fine with a unicorn if it was just Alfie doing everything to the woman and I get to watch... That's the fucking weirdest thing. What? Because I don't know if I want to do anything. So you're like I kind of just... creating your own porn in a way. No, not porn, but it's just kind of like, right, I know what you're doing. I can see you. So basically you're like living out your greatest fear yeah. by like making it happen. I'm so... confronting it. So and therefore it's okay. It's like when, when they say, why do you think about throwing a baby out of a window when you're holding a baby? It's because your brain is preparing... I don't think about that. What the f... You're never <laughs> holding this baby again? No, I'm just saying, like, in scientific terms, you, the reason why that image comes into your brain or, like, you know, falling down the stairs is because your brain is preventing you from actually the worst thing happening by, like, showing you what could happen. It makes you more cautious. Yeah. So maybe you're thinking of Alfie fucking someone else and you think if you actually saw it happening, yeah. it would be more in your control. Definitely, because then you would see that it's kind of a bit awkward and it's yeah. not maybe that enjoyable for the woman quite mm-hmm. a lot of the time or not enjoyable for him quite yeah. a lot of the time. And you would see all of the kind of... The ugliness of parts, it yeah. and or the 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 reality of it and yeah. it wouldn't be so scary. Maybe that's what I need a unicorn for. That is actually a really good point. But would you want it to be somebody that's a complete stranger to both of you or somebody that you've both chosen together? How would that process go? Well, that's we've actually had this discussion quite a few times as in a kind of a fantasy way, mm-hmm. kind of like, oh, imagine if we did this one day, which mm-hmm. we'd never do, mm-hmm. um, is how would we find someone? Mm-hmm. Because I can't really like put on Instagram like, hey, guys. <laughs> Looking for a third. We're just like looking for a unicorn on Wednesday night after the babies have gone to bed. Um, mm-hmm. We can't really do that. So yeah. I don't know. I think it would have to be someone we both choose on. But he's I'm going to start getting some really fucking weird DMs. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> but I think he, he got some friends. Okay, good. Um, he's got a very different taste to me yeah. in every single aspect of mm-hmm. life. So mm-hmm. he, we don't fancy the same people. Would it be a man or a woman? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting confused. A woman? Now. Obviously a woman. Oh, okay. I'm not going to... He's <laughs> You're not going to get double fucked. Like, that would be fucking bizarre. I think Alfie... I don't think Alfie's up for that. 
Um, yeah, but the thing is, I'm sorry. If he can fucking dish it, then he should take it. If he fantasizes <laughs> about the idea of being with two women, you and somebody else, he has to cope with the possibility that you might want to be like I don't think he's by another no, guy he's never well. ever we've never talked about it in the actual sense but wouldn't it be funny if I was in charge of organizing and this like giant guy comes in <laughs> Alfie I got it sorted and Alfie this time I'm just gonna watch you too <laughs> yes yeah, so there you go that's Have a good, a good idea that's a good idea for I maybe that's his Christmas present that's a challenge that's a challenge and it will honestly show him up to be either pathetic or the most masculine thing that he could do if he just like took it. You but know? what if it goes if back? What if it backfires and he runs off with this guy into the distance? <laughs> that would be so funny. That would be a sitcom. Yeah. yeah. He, I, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I don't Alfie's trust a him. Very open mind. Yeah, you do yeah. not trust him with but a fucking barge pole. Also, like you do have to think about your like the safety of it, like the the sexual health part of it would be kind of scary. You don't know what a stranger. No. Well, that's the problem. I think that's why I fantasize about these kind of things so much because I know I'll never do it because I've got such a fear of getting an STD, and I always have. And I, that's because of my vaginal vol- volcano thing I had when I was twenty two, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, we have yeah. talked about quite extensively. And- Tropic thunder, I like to call it. <laughs> <laughs> But um, I feel sorry. Every time I laugh, the baby goes, <laughs> I feel bad. It's so um, weird. He's, he's been in a TV show and he's been in podcasts and he's only five weeks old. I know. He's like a star. He's going to be a star. He's going to be a star. Have you heard that a lot of people are having sex in parks at the moment? What? Yeah. I think it's like, it's obviously because of people being lonely in lockdown and the fear of coming back to each other's houses. But apparently it's like a bit of an epidemic. So, I know, wish I had answered that, being like, yeah, we did that last week. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever had sex outside? No. No. Have you ever had sex anywhere not a bed? Yeah. That wasn't worded that, right. You have to have sex not in a bed when you have kids. Yeah. Especially if you go to sleep. <laughs> Wait, where? Where in your house? Where in your house? Have you had sex outside? No. Yeah. I, people who have sex on the beach, that must be very uncomfortable. That seems ridiculous. Yeah. Like, that's just you fulfilling a fantasy, but with no actual enjoyment going on because that yeah. would just be friction 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 it would just be exfoliation for your vagina again mm. and again it'd be yeah. awful uh, again and again um yeah no i haven't had that but that does make sense about sex in the parks yeah it'd be very i do really feel for people right now in this lockdown period who've been dating i mean God, yeah. i saw a really depressing segment on bbc news about dating in lockdown Oh, it was so depressing. Because you know that if they didn't have the news crew there, they would have just gone and met in a pub and they would have gone and fucked. Yeah. But they had to pretend that they were just meeting for the first time, having a cup of tea outside a cafe in Cardiff, which is freezing. And um, just having a really awkward conversation. Yeah, I'm sorry. Why would you sign up to be on that BBC News round thing then? Well, I I would always sign up. I I love BBC News so Mm. much. Although it is, it is. I've watched so much news. I I can't I can't focus on anything mm. when you ha- when you have a newborn. You just your brain goes slightly mm. funny. So I haven't. The easiest thing to have on TV is just the news the entire time. And obviously they roll the news. So I see the same news segments fifty times a day. Yeah, uh, well, you must be very well informed then, at least. But but as I was saying before, I just think it's all a conspiracy now. The news, you know. What? <laughs> I feel like. Everything, I know that this is actually true and I'm not the first person to think this and I always realise things 10 years later than everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I do think that all of the news now is fake. Oh, so do you mean that there's sort of like a very much like a neoliberal agenda and people are sort of... I don't know what those words mean, Bibi. Come, come <laughs> on. Why the fuck would I know what those words mean? Well, I, I think it's something that's like people talk about a lot now in terms of the fact that obviously media is very much skewed towards like, you know. Yeah, um, again, don't know what that means. We're very lucky to be in relationships during this awful year, aren't we? Yeah, that they haven't left. They can't leave though. I Alfie, think we a had a fight test. the other day, a really big fight, and um, we were walking along the street. I, no, so I stormed off uh-huh. to go and, I don't know where I was going, and um, he did that thing, which you said in the podcast last week, of following behind me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, he's doing the thing like BB did. And just, you know, he's, I'm going to turn around. I knew he was following me. I'm going to turn around and he's going he's gonna to be like, look, we're being silly. Let's go home. Let's make up. Everything's fine. But what happened was <laughs> when I got to the zebra crossing, and so I had to turn back and I saw him <laughs> instinctively. <laughs> I just went like this. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> 
baby. That must have looked insane. And and then it turns out I crossed the zebra crossing, and then I was like, okay, I've calmed down. Um, he he catched up with me, caught up with me. <laughs> and I thought, all right, he's gonna apologise now. And he was like, he he basically didn't apologise. Mm. He said what he needed to say, and then he kept on walking. Wow. It was quite horrible, but I was in the wrong that day. So I do, I do accept that. And I shouldn't have sworn like that in public because I did look like... <laughs> uh, honestly, I think we swear a little bit too much in public. I swear too much in general. Yeah, me too. And Donnie and Margot swear all the time. Yeah, Gotta it's stop funny them. though. It is just funny. It is really swear. funny. They started doing this thing or they've just learned what this means. Or they've just learned middle that finger. that isn't middle the word. To, yeah, sorry, listening. the middle finger. Uh, which just for reference, that's what I just did to Alfie on the street. Mm-hmm. Um, he, so Donnie has noticed that sometimes me and Alfie playfully do that at each other, just, mm-hmm. but not very, we have a very healthy, nice relationship. Don't worry. It's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, <laughs> um, but Donnie's learned that that means, you know, it's naughty. So he started doing this and I, and Alfie just, you know, was wondering what it, what he thought it meant. So he said, Donnie, what do you think that actually means? The finger. And Donnie said, I know what it means. It means I shit you. (laughs) (laughs) And then he he held up the other finger. So it was two middle fingers up. And he said, and this means I shit you to God. (laughs) (laughs) And it was so funny that... That is great. We couldn't correct him. I shit you. I shit you to God is wonderful. That That is fierce. I know. So we have accidentally made them quite rude... But it's so funny. It's kind of worth it. It it's is just, kind of and, worth it. And it's, it's harmless. And we say, you know, you can't do that anywhere outside the house. They mm-hmm. don't do it at school. It's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. The only funny thing is, you know, obviously they know at school that Alfie is a, they ask what your parents do. Mm-hmm. And Donnie said, Harry Potter. <laughs> <laughs> what does your mum do? Harry Potter. Okay. And what does your daddy do? He's a comedian. <laughs> And so Alfie... No, no, it'll be Harry Potter and Twitch. Those should yeah, be the Harry two Potter, professions. Which Donnie calls Switch. Um, and so he came back home and he said, Mummy, I have to learn. They want me to tell them an appropriate joke. So he'd obviously been doing something inappropriate at school. He's going to be such a cool kid, though. So I've been trying to teach him jokes. Mm. Anyway, I think we've talked a lot about relationships and yeah. how awful mine is. Well, I was just going to say that... Um, it's obviously really cool and lucky that we've been in relationships this year. Oh, yeah. And um, I'm not a particularly relationship person ever. Like, this is my longest relationship to date. And um, <laughs> fucking hell. Josie just sprayed water all over her face. It's really hard to drink. Yeah. In public. you got a little tear, yeah. Yeah. Um, but something that I realised is that because of this year's, like, strange constrictions, in a way it's allowed for, like, such an intense intimacy that I haven't experienced before because... That's a horrible sense. I don't want to know that. (laughs) Such an intense intimacy. We've just been talking about you potentially getting double penetrated, okay? So you can fuck off. (laughs) Such an intense intimacy. (laughs) I don't mean like, oh, we hold each other and whatever. But the fact is that there's no no things for us to go and do. We Mm -hmm. can't like go ice skating or go to the movies or, you know, distract ourselves with anything. We've just had to spend all of our time together together. Mm -hmm. Like playing ps4 or talking or like you know whatever and it's still been wonderful and amazing it's definitely a sign of a good relationship if you can do nothing together but that's also what exactly what me and alfie we we never ever had to been able to go to the things because we were a baby exactly and it just it's made me realize how grateful i am to just be with somebody that can experience that but i've also experienced so many health problems this year that horatio has had to kind of deal with that i don't know it's just made me realize that maybe the good the, the good relationships aren't the, like, really sexy, cool, amazing ones that are just, like, filled with going on loads of fancy holidays. It's um somebody that's, like, going to put up with you having, like, a weird rash all the time. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. That's quite bonding as well. Yeah. Kind of knowing that, you know, you can say these kind of things to each other and it's not going to put you off mm-hmm. being as disgusting exactly. as you actually are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you've had a problem with your coil lately. I think that's what Bibi's trying to get at. She loves talking about her coil. I don't. But I do love think that this. No, but I coil. think it's a really good area of discussion that it would be helpful. Like when I've been more open lately about pregnancy and breastfeeding, I got so many amazing, mm-hmm. helpful comments, and uh, you know, to help me with mastitis and everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is a really um, important topic that you should you should share. Okay. Well. <clears throat> 
you know, to go into it, I um, I have a coil. It's my second one. I had the copper one before because um, I didn't want any hormones. I get really bad migraines. We all do. So mm. I just thought it'd be better to not have anything hormonal. Also, in terms of vanity, I was scared that my acne would come back. I had really, really bad acne as a teenager, that it would like make my like weight maybe fluctuate a little bit. So I thought the copper one was the best one. It was so painful to get it put in, but obviously I kind of expected that. But then after about a year, it made my period so heavy that I was like um, super anemic. And Jesse said I started to look like really ghostly and pale. So I thought for my health, the right thing to do would be to get it switcherooed out with the hormonal one. But when I went to have it taken out, the doctor said that it, it was already like dislodged through my cervix. So that was something that I thought was super unlikely. They said something like 0.8% to 5% likely that that would happen to anyone, but it happened to me. And I had to wait to get the next one put in. That was in September. And I had a checkup recently and the same thing has happened again. So but then you looked it up. And I looked it up and I've been looking at this uh, birth control forum on Reddit. And the stories are fascinating. It's women all freaking out about their coils about the controls that the, uh, the pills that they're on these patches like the injection and seemingly awful things happen all the time but all of these women are like um sort of countering everything they're saying with but i know this is probably just me i just probably have a weird fucked up body and it's probably just my fault because i'm just like a stupid ugly fat whore you know but actually <laughs> it's like clearly clearly this this does happen a lot and i know everybody's body is different you have to try out different things but if the doctor had just told me giving me some sort of a glimpse or an insight into the fact that this could happen, I think I would have been so much more well-prepared. Whereas now I've had like this horrible few months where this really freakish thing has happened. Mm. And I, I feel like I'm doing something wrong. And obviously, Harish has been super supportive of everything, but he doesn't have to fucking do anything. I have to be the person mm. that deals with all of this on my own. And it's really scary and horrible. So it'd be quite interesting to know out of the people who listen to the podcast, if anyone's experienced the same... It's the same thing, dislodging twice. I mean, Jesus Christ, it, I, I hate doing the self-examinations. I've always been really squeamish about um, touching my Vagina. cervix. <laughs> cervix. Yeah. Um, anybody else, fair game. But myself, I've always found it really strange. But I decided to do it last night because, you know, I wanted to see what the fuck was happening. And, I mean, I could fully feel the plastic and everything. Oh, that's just absolutely terrifying. I, I've never that been able to... That doesn't seem natural. Like, am I damaging my body right now? I don't know by still having it in there because the doctor said it provides, like, some protection until I decide to get the next one put in, which is a smaller one, which will inevitably Does become... Does it affect fertility at all, cervix no, stuff? No, apparently the second it comes out, you'll, you go back to normal fertility straight away again. So, but it just seems like this is so bizarre. I can't go on the pill because of my headache, so... Yeah, well, that's why I can never go on the pill and that's why I've got three kids. Yeah, so does the natural... Um, contraceptive thing where you take your temperature every morning does that work if anybody's tried that could you leave a little and how many people out of a hundred say do you reckon using birth control because so many of my friends don't use anything yeah you just just it's fine not to obviously yeah yeah yeah. you can talk (laughs) you fucking great example no but it's fine you just christ don't let it come in you yeah that's fine don't let it come in you. don't let the come in you oh yeah 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 Yeah. It's it. fine. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And that's 99% effective. Yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously. Um, but so, and also I think it'd be really interesting to know out of, say, 100 people on the pill, how many of those people experience side effects that are actually quite bad. Yeah. So like acne, weight gain, weight loss, um, I just moods. don't know what I'm willing to put up with. I just don't, I don't think that anything is worth it. But then maybe I'm just saying that because... I don't know, I haven't experienced what it's like to be in a relationship and know, and not have anything. It would, like, it might be hell. It just feels like such a complicated thing to have to deal with when nobody really talks about it that much. So I'm well, just most, sort of like, what the fuck is wrong with me then? The most zen person I've ever met who, um, sh- she was amazing. She, she basically did this thing of uh, natural fertility. Yeah, or nat- that, yeah. yeah, so you just natural know, cycles. yeah, you know when you're not fertile. And it is quite obvious, but at the same time, I am also a, an example of what not to do because I thought I was doing that and I yeah. got pregnant with Donnie. Yeah. So yeah. it is... After having sex with somebody once. Yeah, so it is It is. It is a bit difficult. Um, the other thing... Let me just sort this baby out. I'm really worried because he's done a... I'm really worried his shit's going to start coming out of his trousers. Um, it's all right. It's all right. It's all right. Hey, I'm going to change you in a minute. We're almost done. 
almost done. Oh, he he's he thought this one's been great actually. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're a big fan, big fan of the podcast, aren't you? I wonder how many men listen to our podcast because I feel like we've been very, very Two. female today. <laughs> There's one. <laughs> Alfie has not listened to any. Mm-hmm. Um, um, but I would also be. Almost done, almost done, almost done, almost done. Almost done. I would also be really interested to know about uh, waxing. I know that we've talked about waxing a lot, but I had a similar thing of never thinking anything of it, having wax, regular waxes uh, on my vagina. And um, (laughs) then I had a bad experience where I had a really bad rash. And I looked it up and it was... If I had looked it up before I'd even had my first wax, I would never, ever have got that done. Mm-hmm. Because it's, it, but that's the problem of looking up anything. I know, obviously people are much more likely to leave a negative experience than a positive one. Yeah. Um, but. Oh, damn. It's all right. She had a pause. Are we, are we recording? Okay. Given that it's been um, now months, we lasted a show in February. Yeah. February 15th. Yeah. Um, it's been so long now since doing a live show, I can't actually imagine what that would even be like. I know. All I remember is how nervous I was. Like, I genuinely felt like I was going to be sick. But then the feeling afterwards when it's gone well and it just feels so great. Like that's Yeah, but if it's it. gone badly... Oh, my God, oh. that's the worst feeling in the world. Oh, my God. Very often, that feeling was more common to me than not... Not, not, not with you, but with on my own, whenever I came off and it would be... It, it's quite devastating. Yeah. But I think it must just be the, the extreme emotions must be what pull people into it because it's nice to feel something in a world that's so kind of bleak and empty. Well, when the lockdown eased slightly and Alfie started doing... Um, when he started gigging again and it went badly, he would come home and straight away do a twitch because it was his way of getting that... It was like a, a cycle, a really, really not very healthy cycle. And it kind of added, it made him feel good about himself if he had at least something that night that had gone well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can completely understand that. It's like the weird validation you get when you've had a shit day, but you post a nice Instagram and you get loads of people liking it. Yes. Just as some like message from the world, like, no, no, you're fine, you're valid. Even though that's probably like the unhealthiest way to feel good about yourself, but that must be what the psychology is. Yeah. Um, um, so we're doing a live podcast next year in February with Live Nation. Yeah. God, that's terrifying. So if you want to buy tickets, you, but you can't buy tickets yet. Yeah, you can. They went on sale on uh, today. They went, oh, they went on sale today. Great, okay. Oh, wow. Friday. So you can they buy went on sale today. them. Friday. That'd be nice. Yeah. You'll see us in person. You'll see if we're short or tall. How, how tall do you think we are? That's a nice guess. Guessing game. We're actually much shorter, I think, than people expect. You are. I think I come across as quite tall. No, I think I come across as taller than you personality-wise. And then actually I'm shorter than you, which people mm. don't expect. No, no. So we're, ju- we're, I don't we're think guaranteed you are fun. <laughs> You're not shorter than me now. I think I've shrunk. And also my posture is so bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas I'm a dancer, so I have a kind of outward posture, you know? Yeah. Uh, so... That, she, do- she doesn't agree with that, so that's fine. <laughs> I think a lot of the time your posture is really bad, but you, when you choose to stand well, you stand brilliantly. So that's the bitchiest backhanded compliment that you could give me when you choose to do something when you choose to not look like a slob you look good yeah. <laughs> um and we're gonna be doing a uh, you might have read my birth story on our on my patreon our patreon um to on this weekend which should be very nice of you and um just wanted to say thank you to everybody who has stuck with the patreon that's really amazing so cool to support your you know your your favourite artists, because <laughs> we're been such, such artists. <laughs> it's been such a weird period of time, but it will become more regular now, which totally, is really nice. Totally. So thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, Thank you. Nice. You guys have honestly helped heal my eczema. It's only on my arms now. <laughs> it's only on my arms. It's off my back. Off my back. Off my chin. Just my arms, which I can cope with because it's jumper season, so that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. Maybe you haven't washed the jumper enough. I, no, this is today. It's a, f- a fresh out the wash jumper. Maybe you're allergic to the detergent. I think it's because I just don't enjoy showering as no. much as other people do. Yeah, I find this hilarious. I just don't enjoy washing myself. Whenever you said this about Horatio, you said the other day, um, 
whenever I'm whenever I'm with him, I just and he start, and he goes to have a shower. I always just think, oh God, is that time again? <laughs> is it that is it time again for another shower? <laughs> so funny. I just don't really get a lot of pleasure out of it. Nor if does I, Alfie. I, Alfie showers so irregularly. It just like it's it's a chore. I'm a I'm a nighttime showerer, and then sometimes it's like I got into bed. I I had to tidy my room. I don't I don't want to have to do that now. I you know? am a twice a day usually. I shower in the morning and the evening. Well, that's not very eco-conscious for a vegan to, to admit, is it? You know, I'm saving water. Yeah, that's very true. I'm probably also making my eczema worse because I'm not washing my skin. Yeah, enough, you need to use Dermal 500. I do on my face. I just yeah, don't just use that on don't my body. use it on your body, you idiot. That's really? what it's for. You use it on your body. That's what you're meant to use it for. It's for eczema. That's what kids have in the bath. Oh. Yeah, stupid. I don't have a bath. Stupid. <laughs> so yeah, maybe maybe as I become more of a an adult, I will start to wash my my body a little just more. Just wash once a day, BB. Yeah, it's that's not probably that the difficult. goal, isn't it? I just I don't have a lot of natural body odor, so I don't see the point. Yeah, we don't smell very no. bad. Yeah, we don't sweat or yeah, yeah. smell. So you'll see us. We're short and we don't <laughs> smell. <laughs> but it's um, I've always been jealous of people that have a really strong body odor. What the I am. fuck? Girls, not boys. Girls. Not- oh, what, because of the pheromones? Yeah, I just always think, oh, they're so sexy. They yeah, have yeah, like, yeah. they have a smell. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I've always thought, I bet Lisa Kudrow has a very strong body smell. <laughs> <laughs> she seems like, that. She's got, she's got a pungent smell. She's my favourite. She's I love always her been my favourite. So much. Yeah, so she's much. also done the best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a way, because she's had the kind of coolest, quirkiest career. Mm-hmm. And I think that you watch Friends as a young person, you think, oh, Phoebe's like, you know, the quirky one, I'm gonna like her. Then you rewatch it as a teenager and you're like, oh, Phoebe's so annoying, like she just <laughs> makes all these dumb jokes. And then you rewatch it again as an adult and you realise actually her performance is very clever and intricate. So Very clever and intricate. It's and also she had such a amazing. big storyline with the triplets and then giving them away. God, yeah. And she underplayed that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. on purpose mm-hmm, mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. she found it too hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we both try to be Phoebes in our real life, but neither of us are. I'm not trying. I just am. Just you're am not, Phoebe. You're a Monica. I'm a Monica. You're, you're, a fucking a Mon- Mon- I'm you're the most Monica person I've ever <laughs> I know. met in I my know. life. I know. I wish I wasn't. I'm so uptight. Sometimes I have to just remind myself to my fate uh-huh. when I'm watching something and I'm looking at it. I just feel my face like just being so tight and mm-hmm. stressed where well, something happens like someone wears shoes in the house and I've I you know I haven't like explained that they have to take their shoes off mm-hmm. and then they just like oh it happened the other day I, I I've now because I don't want to look like an anal bitch so I I say to Donnie okay if anyone comes in the house you tell them to take their shoes off okay and he loves that kind of power so he's like the second anyone comes in I was like you have to take your shoes off but he forgot to somebody who was coming in the house so they didn't take their shoes off and, and they weren't staying long, so they were just hovering in the kind of corridor area. And I was like, okay, well, that's okay, because that's wooden floor. I can clean that. That's fine. Just don't go anywhere near the carpet. I couldn't say that to them, but I was just hoping they didn't go anywhere near the carpet. Just before they left, they saw a book in the corner of the room, walked all over the carpet to get to the book, and I just saw this happening, and I could feel my face kind mm. of burn. Mm, mm. And then it happened. She sat on the sofa, mm put her legs up on the sofa she had her shoes on that is really rude that's really rude so i i couldn't help i was like you need your shoes on the sofa. <laughs> so i think what makes you a monica is that your default emotion that you would jump to is like neurotic anger ocd and what makes me a rachel because i am a rachel it's your nipples it's it's my hard <laughs> hard nipples and it's my my default emotion is weepy sadness because I you know I can like yeah. I flit into that so easily mm-hmm. you know but you're a Taurus and I'm a Cancer so that makes sense yeah and Horatio's an Aries yeah yeah well I don't think you actually are Rachel I think you're kind of a mixture of all three I don't think you're you're not as kind of um you're just a bit more airheady Rachel is an airhead. <laughs> Rachel is an airhead, though. In she's some not. Ways. She's a businesswoman. No, she's this princess who comes to the city and she d- doesn't understand how stuff works. Oh yeah, works, maybe. And then she develops into herself. Yeah. I'm not airheady. You are slightly airheady sometimes, and then you say things like neoliberalism, and it's just like, what? That doesn't. You shouldn't be saying stuff like that. I know. Do you think that we should make this more like, uh, you know, like, should we talk more about topical stuff? Do you think? I don't know any topics. And in a way, it's like, it's boring as well. Like, topical stuff is boring. Yeah. Like, nobody really knows what they're talking about. So, like, maybe we should just stick to 
talking about the stuff that we do actually know about, which is the minutiae of our lives. Yeah, and we can be the Seinfeld of podcasts, you know, a show about nothing, a podcast about nothing. Well, um, I think that's where we'll end it today. Yeah, this is not a topical podcast. Not topical, and it never will be. Anything from us? Bibi didn't cry. I didn't cry today. I I don't feel like I look my tired. my most tired. She looks beautiful and everybody should comment how beautiful Jessica Please looks. just say I don't look tired. Just say I don't look tired underneath. I mean, I haven't slept, but I didn't wear my, my, you know, my bad makeup. So hopefully it's not kind of, you know. You look gorgeous. Uh, so just, just be nice. Mm. Um, and thank you very much again to Magda Archer who made the music for our intro. I think it's super cool. Sassy intro music now. And, um, and follow us on Patreon. Yes. And if you want to see some uh, fun, exclusive bonus pitching that me and Jesse will be doing. Yeah, we're right about now. to do that right now. Yeah, yeah, talking about The Crown. Talking so. about The Crown, which I've been watching late at night. Horatia gets really annoyed because we never know how to end this. We're ending it now. We're ending, ending it, it okay. now. So three, two, one. She's thanks. going crazy now. She's going crazy. Watch her now.